this might get weird. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Well, then cheers, Grace Halbig. Cheers, my heart. Woot, woot, we <laughs> did it again. Mm. Wow. I know. You brought your own seltzer. I mean. I know. That's how. I don't know. B-Y-O-S. I don't know if that's like a sign of uh, efficiency or just actual Or like, knowing that age. I've been efficient inefficient lately well i feel like now i've done this thing where i have to get in my car with like snacks or a beverage i don't know what it is it's like a safety net that i just always need to walk to my car with like a bag of pretzels and (laughs) some seltzer i always go with a with a beverage but you are notorious for having uh car chips yeah i love specifically floorboard chips what board? I feel like you'd have floorboard? them on your floorboard, like a bag of chips on your floorboard for a while there. Do you call them floorboards in cars? Yeah, what do you call them? Because aren't floorboards like the boards that make up a floor on a hardwood floor? Yeah, what are they called in a car? Like mats? Floor mats? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> I call them floorboards! Uh, yeah, they do end up there. They end up on the You're floor. Right, there's no car. boards. I call them car chips. Floor uh, mats. Floor mats? Floor mats. There we go. Something like that. Uh, That's why that nickname didn't work. We're not high. <laughs> I wish. Um, that'll be later this evening. Uh, no, I, I love a good car chip. I think it's also just like... You know, driving in L.A., there's always mm. a sense of anxiety that it's nice to have something uh-huh. to nibble on. Absolutely. I mean, I am notorious for getting a salad from somewhere and then just eating it with my hands. Like, See, that's I'm, crazy to me. That, <laughs> it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I am an eat, But I also, there are certain salads I know that I'm like... Hand salads. Hand salads. Like, there's a, there's a salad bar that I go to at Gelson's. Uh-huh. And I'm going to build my salad bar. You know, I'm just... Uh, as is my salad bar. Gelson's bowl. has a great salad bar, by the way. You know what? Only great by L.A. standards. Mm. I feel like L.A. is not, they have build your own like where someone else is making it. But as far as creating your own salad, yeah. they don't have many. And because of the pandemic, forget it. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Forget it. And mm. a salad bar is like my favorite thing on earth. So yeah. it's like, why would I ever go to Ruby Tuesdays now that they don't have them? Yeah, you can't. Who cares? Fuck them. <laughs> but so anyway, but I know when I build my salad there, I'm going to do it like normal. Yeah. But then they have a cold Hagante bean uh, salad. What bean? Have you seen those beans? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> look up Hagante bean. They're How do I even spell that? Like gigantic. but With a G? Yeah, G-I-G-A-N-T-E. G-I-G-I-N-T-E. <laughs> like Hagante. It just says, do you mean giant bean? Yeah. Hagante beans, they're basically massive. They look, they're like three times the size of a pinto. I, this is just finding the jolly green giant. Okay, for me. Well, I'll, I'll show it to you. Long story short, they're like a they're like a cold. Um, what are the things called in Italian cooking? You get them at the beginning, a little bit of each. What? This is. I feel like I'm on a different wavelength. Long story short, it's a large bean, like a bean okay. salad. Yeah, like a fava bean. L- yeah, but like the father of a fava. Whoa, the godfather <laughs> bean. The <laughs> <laughs> godfather. And they're easy to pick up one by one. Ah, I so see. I know I'm eating those cold beans on the way home, baby. See, I think you should <laughs> develop and take to Shark Tank a line of uh, hand-eaten salads for, for people on the go. I'm into this idea. You know, uh, okay. there's got to be some way to eat a salad that doesn't require the, you know, uh, hazards of utensils. It's true. Salad on the go, though, the acronym is just SOG. So we're going to exactly as it we're, sounds. We're gonna have to work on the name. We're going to have to work on the name. Um, anyway, enough about my beans besides my beans. That's 
sitting on my couch at all times. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, which, uh, okay, well, I'll start here about beans. I saw this article before I came here. Let me look through my extensive list of very important articles. Oh, you know, um, all just the top hits. So there is the company called Bark that does BarkBox. Yeah, that's like it's like a like a fun monthly delivery. Trip yes, that we are not sponsored. Not I mean, sponsored. I, I only say that because there was a minute there that BarkBox was sponsoring every single podcast yeah and we never got that even though we both have two dollars got that maybe they sent me a box at some point in my life but i can't remember now anyway you can kind of be sponsored by bark box mm. they are offering 150 dollars in a gift card mm. and they will pay for 100 people who want to get tattoos of their dog whoa really so like and this is uh, uh the contest i guess it's a contest is happening until september 2nd wow so chip has time to send in a photo of beans my question is like do you get to choose the aesthetic because i think so i think it's okay. that uh, it was the it's the social media manager of bark was the person that inspired this mm. kind of contest because she has her own tattoo of her dog stella a three-year-old pitbull and she ended up getting uh, Bark to pay for the tattoo. Yeah. And so now they're like, okay, what if we try this promotion? So I think people send in basically like the photo of what they would want tattooed. Got it. And they're choosing 100 people to give a $150 gift card. I guess it's specific to Whoa. Bark. And they'll pay for the tattoo. Well, if you I was like, if it's only a gift card... That's not going to cover the price of the tattoo. No. Depending Tattoos on how big you want it. Expensive. Uh-huh. And if you're going to. <laughs> Chip's listening, being like, oh, God, she has two finger tats. And all of a sudden, <laughs> she's Travis Barker. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly over here. Oh. Waving those fingers around. Oh, my God. Put a pin in it. I got something to say about Machine Gun Kelly. In oh, oh. But um, I think that's a great deal. And I think anyone listening should do it. The thing is, mm. is that with. I don't know if I got a tattoo of beans, like what style I would want. Cause I've seen some hyper realistic, right. like not hyper realistic. Like when you get like, you know, a dead person with like yeah, prey yeah. hands, but like, like very detailed portrait style yes. ones. Like my friend Megan and her boyfriend have a matching tattoo of snacks. They're chihuahua. Yeah. But I also kind of want it, would want it to be like rudimentary, like a Basquiat. Oh, you know what I mean? A little, a little more flair. like cave drawing. Okay. You know what I mean? A little because, abstract. Yeah. What would you, if you had to get a tattoo of Goose? Yeah. It well, wouldn't be her, like, it would be. Maybe a, your anus. <laughs> <laughs> the part the spot, she shows the most. The spot on her I've seen the most <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, it would, it'd be like, I don't know, more pop arty is definitely yeah. my style. I think that would be what I would want for the long term. Um, but yeah, this you can I think upload. It's a, right? I think you tag them or upload to their website, and you explain why you'd want them on your body forever, and then they're gonna choose a hundred winners. Look, if someone, <gasps> if someone, I mean, Mary could. Gosh, I mean, she got ta- she got Beans' name. Already. I know, but she could get oh. this paid for. <laughs> Do you give this as a gift to her? I mean, I, I was about to be like, hey, if any random listener wants Beans or Goose tattooed on them, let us know. I'll draw it. Um, I think that's brilliant marketing. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I'm curious to see what happens. I don't know how they can regulate 100 people going out and like paying for all their tattoos. True story. Um, but it's interesting. I have another story mm-hmm. that has to do with mark. This should be a marketing podcast. Okay. A mark that has to do with marketing and dogs. Great. I'm so sorry. There I ate is. some honey roasted pistachios. I'm not going to lie. That burp was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it 
is better coming up the second time. I'm going to tell you, that was delightful. It's that like was delightful. my body created its own fragrance for me to remember what my experience was earlier. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, once again, our dear friends who we love so much are doing a dumb marketing ploy. And you know I'm talking about Oscar Mayer. Oh, yes. Okay. I've already looked this up ad nauseum earlier. You would be nauseous because they are doing the hot dog flavored popsicle. And it's not available anymore. Is it not? Only until August 27th was a couple of the articles I read. This article was published yesterday on August 29th. Maybe it's extended because it like blew up a bit, uh, obviously, because it's incredibly stupid. Yeah, always. And they posted on their Instagram, like, is this genius or stupid? Something like that. Which I love. I mean, they're just, when you're a Oscar Mayer, like, meat company, Mm. you really have to lean into the stupidity versus like the legitimacy of the marketing that you're doing. I mean, they did say that that face mask you got was like number one on Amazon yeah. and sold out immediately. But and but, it was very moisturizing. But it says it goes. Um, how does the popsicle taste? Oscar Mayer says it boasts both refreshing and smoky umami notes of Oscar Mayer's iconic wiener. <laughs> the popsicle also features a mustard swirl. <sighs> Like it freeze dried. Obviously, the mustard is some sort of ice cream, too, right? I mean, if you. Because it's frozen. Yeah, if you put mustard in a classic I guess uh, ice cream freeze? base. Yeah, why not? They're not just freezing regular mustard. I think yeah, they yeah. probably put make a mustard flavored ice cream and this then is like do a, the squiggle. Of chopped. Yeah. It absolutely is. <laughs> or, or, I mean, I would watch Savory Popsicle Challenge on Top Chef. Oh, 100%. Right? But this also said that it was only available because they did this in collaboration with like a popsicle company. Yeah, right? it was um, only available in like uh, Long Beach and New York City, New Orleans and Atlanta at this thing called like I don't, Pop Bar or something. Yeah, because I was going to say, should we go to Long Beach and try I, and get one? <laughs> but look, I don't know. Look at my latest map. On my Google Maps. I literally looked to see how, how far? far it was. I know that I'm like, I love their flea market over in Long Beach. Maybe we make a whole day of it. Should we call Pop Pop Bar? Should the, I call them and see if they still have the Oscar Mayer Wiener Popsicle? I mean, you can. Let's, it's only $2 I have in my notes. Which makes me think. But it's, yeah. That's the, incredibly cheap even for a regular popsicle standard so they would have sold out even quicker just because it was the cheapest one on the menu yeah exactly hold on i'm gonna try to call them okay we gotta know because if so we gotta wrap up this podcast (laughs) we gotta go get some hot dogs it's hot out it is a heat wave come on see the kids are going back to school hi do you still have the limited edition oscar meyer wiener popsicle we actually sold out of those oh no are you gonna get any more back in Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Did you try it? I did try it. What were your thoughts? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, well, that's a pretty good review. Could you taste the mustard? Uh, I didn't taste it. It It's like, not like actual actual mustard, though. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, it wasn't that bad. All All right. right. Well, Well, hopefully you'll get more in. In another life. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, talk soon. Right. Okay, bye. Okay. I love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, harmless. All harmless. I don't know why I'm so nervous. It's all harmless. <laughs>
That was a customer asking a legitimate question. Uh, and then ending with a sweet little I love you. And I appreciate his honesty. It wasn't as bad as he thought it was going to right. be. Right. And that's all you can ask for. I don't think anyone is, is ever going to come out of one of these things going, oh, you know what? I'm pissed this isn't a, just a regular flavor at the grocery store. You yeah. know, it's one of yeah. those like, well, I experienced that. <laughs> I did it. Also, and we're good. Oscar Mayer is really setting themselves up as a company that the expectations for consistently creating dumb fucking shit. dumb shit is now so high. So like, high. what else are they going to do? Well, I can't even imagine. If I've done it once, I've done it 9,472 times. You pull into your driveway after a big trip to the grocery store, battle in the parking lot, only to realize you forgot the one key ingredient for dinner that you can't leave out, okay? You can't make that stew without the flour for the roux. Now, you have options. Get the groceries you need or backup meal from your favorite local restaurant delivered with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks. You know you've been having people over and you just need one more case of beer or other household items in under an hour. Every time you place an order for pickup or delivery, you're setting off a chain reaction that helps give back to people who make your neighborhood unique. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos, that little French cafe on the corner, or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeyes, Chipotle, and... Oh, Cheesecake Factory. With DoorDash, you're not just getting the things you love, but supporting the community you love, too. From the stores and restaurants to the dashers driving around, each purchase provides a new opportunity for everyone involved because with DoorDash, there is a neighborhood of good in every order. So, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code TMGW2022. That's 25% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TMGW2022. Don't forget, that's code TMGW2022 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject change, terms apply. Summer is full of official events like weddings, graduations, and annual barbecues, but everyone knows the best summer moments are the unofficial ones. You know, like the unofficial one-person couch parties you might have at the end of an unproductive day where you binge-watch British baking competitions? I don't know, but I do know that Coors Light is the official beer of everything unofficial. It's the perfect companion for turning unofficial moments into official celebrations from impromptu to get-togethers to one-person couch parties after an unproductive day where you binge-watch, I don't know, British reality competition shows centered around baking. Who knows? <laughs> Mountain cold refreshment is made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. As soon as the mountains turn blue, you've officially got an ice-cold Coors Light in your hands. Summer chill starts with Coors Light. To check out what Coors Light has going on this summer, visit CoorsLightSummer.com. Go to CoorsLightSummer.com to check out what they got going on this summer. Let's celebrate all things completely unofficial and possibly mostly centered around the couch and British competition shows. CoorsLightSummer.com. Well, okay, this idea of like 
savory things that are normally sweet things. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking, because I was, you know, coming up with cocktail recipes and working on my cookbook proposal and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about um, oysters and how, like, I don't eat them. You like them. And, you know, we had a terrible uh, story about them on the podcast the other week. (laughs) But so I was like, oh, I never get to, like, I've never experienced them um, since I'm a vegetarian. But, like, what's the thing that I kind of just take down the gullet? (laughs) jello shots right yeah so i had i had like an idea of maybe trying to make like an oyster because you can get like fake oyster shells like a a oyster kind of shaped jello shot that's like a bloody mary flavor or something that sounds interesting like a like a spicy savory jello shot i'm isn't that i'm interested your wheels turning it's as interesting as this hot dog popsicle to me because i don't i to me i just don't personally have a good relationship with jello i've never been much of a Mm. jello like fan um i'm not gonna like seek it out no it's not like i might have it in a jello shop form but other than that it's not on my radar. <laughs> are you are you a pudding girl? Yeah, big into pudding. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's different. It's uh, that's my jam. Uh, it's more of that creamy texture. I don't like the Jello shot. Is like um, uh, I don't even know how to describe did it. Did you have to? Did you almost say flatulence? Flubber is what I was gonna say. <laughs> Reminds me of Flubber, the movie Flubber, and I never wanted to eat Flubber one time during that movie. So, flubber 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 blubber the thing that jiggles like that did you this is very random uh-huh. but thinking of the jiggling remember like in like the late 80s early 90s when it was like all the daytime talk shows would like show people who'd lost a bunch of weight yeah yeah you know, yeah, it was like the yeah. Big, from you know from not to hot and yeah some, jenny jones where they'd all bust through a cgi photo of themselves which i that technology blew my mind was it cgi i thought it was literally like or, they went to kinko's no, and they would like was, bust through like fully. No, it was like computer graphic on there. Whoa. Yeah, because it looked like they came through like a green screen curtain. Like a, like a huge pussy of themselves. Yeah, they <laughs> came through <laughs> their own. They rebirthed themselves. Truly. See, I only saw them when they came through like a like a football team through a banner. Oh, see, this I think was like a green screen that they mm. would just put up each new participant's old photo. Oh, that, it was like one green screen with a yeah. slit. Yeah, <laughs> with, a slit. <laughs> with a precarious with a slit. slit in the middle. I'm just giving <laughs> I don't know why they thought that morning. obviously was the best way for oh. them to make an entrance. But I remember like one big thing they would do. I honestly have no idea if I'm imagining this, but they would always like come out. (laughs) I was going to say wheelbarrow might not have been a wheelbarrow, (laughs) but like a wheelbarrow full of like how much fat they lost. What? Oh, you mean like, you know, be like, and she lost this many pounds. Oh, that is vaguely familiar. But I think I remember that more on like the plastic surgery shows or something where they'd show you like how much was liposuctioned or something. Those shows were the worst. I can't believe our society has gone through so much and continues to. Here's Oprah. Oh, Oprah's got a a red flyer with a. So it's a. Oh my God. It's an article from today.com. Oprah's biggest on air mistake is from 2011. Oprah's biggest on air mistake the wagon of fat. (laughs) (laughs) We have really evolved. In 1988, Oprah Winfrey wheeled out a little red wagon containing 67 pounds of animal fat, the amount of weight she had then lost, to show her audience what she'd accomplished. She says, big, 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 big mistake <laughs> to entertainment tonight. 
When I look at that show, I think it was the biggest ego trips of my life. When was I, that article posted? Like uh, literally 10 years ago. Oh. But she did it at, like 30 years ago. Wow. So I knew I had that like deep seated yeah. memory. But anyway, when you said flubber and blubber, Ooh. I was like, I see a wheelbarrow and Oprah. I I must have missed that one one four o'clock in the afternoon uh, weekday. Okay, but talking about the Jello shots, yeah, I was looking up because I was like, can I get? I don't want to use regular Jello because it's not vegetarian. I'd used agar agar, is what they do. It's like oh, an, okay. it's like an algae powder that can do the same thing. But I was looking up like, do they make unflavored Jello? Right. So you could add your own, yeah, yeah mustard. You know yeah. If you could do your the I mean the possibilities are endless. So anyway. I looked up um, Jello like discontinued flavors. Okay, that were some of them. You know, is fine. It's like they had a bubblegum flavor, a coffee, cotton candy, maple syrup. That all makes sense. It makes sense. Sweets, but then they also had celery. Ooh, oh, mixed vegetable, seasoned tomato, and Italian salad. I mean, all of that together sounds like a Bloody Mary, <laughs> that is... Isn't that crazy? Uh, okay, so it's, it's, it's been done It's been done before, but I don't think in the way... Like, you know, back in the 50s, they would make like celery jello, jello with olives in it. Yeah, I but, mean, that shit was... They, we all... No one knew what we were doing. No. <laughs> what we were doing, like, we were born in the 50s, how dare you? No, but an interesting thing I learned... Yes. <laughs> Is that they had a flavor called sparkling mandarin orange. And I remember it from uh, back in the, from the Oprah from, show. From, from a commercial when I was watching Oprah. Yeah. Um, that it basically got like air bubbles in it. So it felt fizzy. Oh, And then people quickly learned you can just make jello with club soda. So then they discontinued oh. it. So you can make any flavor sparkling. You can make jello with club soda. I've never thought about that before. Oh, well, that's why people tune into this podcast huh. is to think about things that might not have thought about nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. We'll think about that a little later on. Oh, speaking of like food and cooking. Yeah, that's, and, let's just lean in. Uh, we started last night. Oh. Great British Bake Off Kids. I. Oh, my God. I've avoided it because I, I thought it'd be it. too much. Okay, well, I put last night, because I was having a high anxiety day yesterday, as you can see by I have a shelf of crafts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> welcome to, I've just been uh, like replacing light fixtures in my house for eight days. Okay, so. yeah, I don't know what was going on. I was just, it was one of those days where I had a high level of anxiety and I was like, I'm going to take myself to lunch because maybe you. it's because I've just been in my house. Like, yeah, cabin the fever. The only time I like socialized this weekend was cooking dinner for a couple friends and then a friend coming over and sitting at this counter. Like yeah. I didn't leave. And then I went and I was just in a bad mood. Like I was like, this salad is bullshit. <laughs> uh, and I was at cafe gratitude of all places. Oh no. Where everyone is supposed to be like, I am hum All the dishes are like, uh, I am humble. Grateful. I am grateful. And I was like, I am pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot my tofu. This is the wrong salad dressing. Anyway. So I came home and I put up a thing that was like, I'm just going to make soup and watch TV. What should I watch? And so many people said gbbo kids kids um have i i don't know have they done this before is this the first time they're doing it? i don't know but i get nervous i get nervous that they're not actually doing it that producers are doing it well there's that i get nervous for their just general well-being and like their emotional like capacity to handle like rejection and failure oh yeah there's that that's why i don't watch any of like the um chopped kids or any of those versions well i will say um whatever the one gordon ramsay does 
Yeah. Seeing him interact with children will make you love him. Okay. In a way that like doesn't understand. exist normally. Yeah, I can understand that angle. This though, super nervous about watching, had avoided it um since I saw that it had shown up on Netflix because I was like, I can't watch children like be voted off of a show that they're trying their best at. Is it the same judges? No, it is oh. Liam, one of the former contestants okay. on uh GBBO and <laughs> um this other like food uh Oh, ba- I love Liam. Yeah, okay. uh, Baker slash like I think she's like a social media person or something. Okay. Um, they have awkward chemistry. It's her first time. I think Liam. I, they must have done it before because I think Liam had hosted before and she's new this season. It says since. Yeah, yeah, they've so, been. It's been around. Yeah, so she's they. There's something off about their chemistry. I think they're trying to figure out how to be like fun and charming around kids. Still, the host is. <laughs> the host makes extremely adult jokes around these children no. like all like, the time like perverse like it borders on like Ellie and I were laughing I mean we were really high watching this last night which is why I was oh, like okay that's I what I'm gonna do tonight that's what I'm gonna do it's tonight great. and so okay. all the one watching children that are better at baking than I could ever be already well baking is is science and math and that right. like unless you're having me calculate a tip or something like yeah no thank you yeah but these kids they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. they're super excited to be there they're grateful for being there and also they all have british accents so it's sold it is sold incredible they're so sweet and even when they like lose they do cry which is like uh, a bit to handle do they comfort each other they do that's but that's where it gets me we only watched the first two episodes so i think they're all still learning to be friends with each other too oh see the the, it's so much mm -mm. it's so lovely i can't wait to watch more of it tonight but i have to think i think we have to watch it in like small chunks because it does become i just kept saying in my high mind out loud this show is so much and it's so good and it's so much all at once just because they're like they're kind of twisting the knife of emotions or... a little bit i mean she's watching little mm. pint-sized children who i am just so impressed by and also i guess maybe it's the accent that the british kids sound so much more mature and like they've got mm-hmm. their shit together than american kids do like when you watch them you imagine after the challenge they go sit at the pub in the hotel yeah, and exactly are like, what, well, what, what what happened with your fondant and they all have like you know budding specific personalities one little girl i keep calling her tiny hermione she looks like a little <gasps> oh! tiny hermione and they're so so sweet and also it's so funny because they're kids so some of their end results look like shit <laughs> i'm is. down but they none, none of them get too too overwhelmed and that's the great thing about gbbo the franchise itself it like we've it gotten so good at saying that by the way GBBO. it's fun to say now uh they never exploit like the emotional like uh breakdowns that people have on the show mm-hmm. which i appreciate so they they kind of they'll show you moments where the kids are struggling but they like keep it light and keep okay. it moving see yeah the thing that gets me is not even it's not when a kid cries because i'm like mm, suck it up yeah like, like, whatever or it's not i'm not even like suck it up per se it's mm-hmm. more like you knew what you were getting yourself into yeah, yeah yeah you you came on the show they probably asked you 500 different ways if, if you sh- were sure you wanted to do it <laughs> what gets me is when you see the other kids comfort them when they're upset uh, yeah it's the empathy that kills me like did you see that clip a couple weeks ago of little league yes i watched it like six times in a row the pit, for those of you guys who haven't seen it it's like oh. a little league pitcher uh pitches and it hits the the batter and you know like pretty hard yeah. and 
the pitcher starts crying uh, and then the batter comes up to him and is like to comfort him to be like it's okay man i'm fine and i was yeah. just like oh god Which, uh, by the way i think the little league world series is too adult for children to be really? a part of because watching that clip is great but the way these little boys carry themselves mm. like they're already pro baseball players and how big the audience is, I was like, this is yeah. too much for children. Well, have you never gotten into it one year when there's nothing else to watch? Yes, I have. Okay. And I forgot this is about like pre-streaming. it. pre-streaming. Yeah, I forgot about it before that clip came up. And I saw that clip and I was like, oh, right. I remember that this always felt so strange of how many adults are watching these children but like the whole framework of it looks so adult mm-hmm. like they're in this professional looking stadium they're all wearing like what looks like professional like baseball uniforms but they're like 12 years old i love them i love them um oh by the way yeah happy pumpkin spice day to all who celebrate today is the day today or the day the podcast comes out i think today so it's been Tuesday. a day okay. um it's the day that they bring back starbucks pumpkin spice flavor for a limited time wow okay yeah even though it's 100 degrees it's so goddamn hot i say that as i'm sipping on an iced tea um yeah but so are you excited now here's the deal is Mm. i don't think they make a sugar-free one and Uh. i and look i'm i know uh, no matter how you cut it with sugar or with not it's just artificial chemicals going into your body yeah but i'd at least like to circumvent some of the cows but don't they do like just pumpkin spice coffee too just regular coffee I think or is it they always do? lattes no they it's syrup oh okay it's oh, a syrup see, they I add so gotcha. I, i'm wondering is there's got to be some like fort knox that like holds all the syrup that like there must be you know also that, there's got to be knockoffs right that's it's become like a a thing i need a sugar-free knockoff I bet that's available too. There's you know no what? way of finding out. There's no way. I don't have a computer at my fingertips. Did you see the guy who um, he rode an, a hollowed out pumpkin down a river for 38 miles to break the world record? I saw a photo of that. Mm-hmm. I thought, what an incredibly specific what is, activity to do. It, it, I don't know if it was like for his 50th birthday or 60th or whatever. but And was it to break a record of someone in a pumpkin boat yeah no okay i mean that looks legit he did 38 miles down the missouri river in a hollowed out pumpkin (laughs) it was to celebrate his 60th birthday i would have liked if this was for a charity it was not um but he climbed into his pumpkin he dubbed berta (laughs) and went 38 miles and guess what the previous guinness book of world record was only 25 miles so he crushed it by like 50 percent wow and what for which for how old did he turn 60 wow i mean so we got we got what plans. a goal at 59 to put on your you know vision board for 60 i'm gonna get in berta and we're gonna go and we're going the record i'm like how old is a pumpkin that's that big though is that yeah. a one-year-old pumpkin or has that thing been on the vine for years that's got to be uh, a years years situation right? right well there's a pumpkin con like growing contest too i love them it's i mean the fall is uh on the way in so it's gonna happen soon and the ha- and the town that i grew up in or where my mom lives now that's right by where i grew up in they have a pumpkin festival every year and there's oh. definitely like a bring your biggest pumpkin moment oh okay very cool uh-huh. and i remember me <laughs> i remember my cheerleading <laughs> squad we were um playing a game against this town yeah because you know, we were like the two high schools close to each other and it was called battle of the bridge because there was a bridge separating us oh. but the pumpkin festival was happening and they wanted us to promote it and i remember 
having such cringe because the woman who was starting the pumpkin festival it was at this point like in its first year or something Uh was like girls i just need you to do me a favor we were like okay she was like can you get the stands to start chanting pumpkin about coming up this weekend or whatever and then she gave us a look like you know what to do it's go time ladies <laughs> me and my friends or me and like my like friends around this god were so embarrassed as we spread out and went pumpkin 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 and we like did like a fist pump and like no one joined in and we were just like please make it stop what was the plan there was no plan you can't just do an impromptu pumpkin cheer with no end in sight no yeah like <laughs> when is how it, long when is it done well, how many pumpkins do you get for free ma'am oh, oh my god it killed me those memories Whether you're spending long, sunny days by the pool or exploring new places on vacation, there is a universal urge to make the most out of summer and to look good while doing it. Well, Faraday Clothing lives for this time of year and their brand captures that feeling of summer and adventure in their collection of super duper high quality clothes that are incredibly soft and comfortable, sustainably minded, and meant to be worn from surf to city. Faraday is a family run brand making high quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. So they've mastered the art of the perfect summer outfit and you know their fall wear is looking good too. It's effortless, but it still looks good. Super comfortable, but designed with intention. It kind of looks like it might be vintage, but it fits so well and it feels like it was made just yesterday and possibly just for you. That's what Faraday does best. I have got the Mickey polo and you guys, I look like Donna from that 70s show, but unlike when you find vintage and it's completely worn through this is like brand new and soft and just hugs all my curves perfectly i am so excited for the weather to turn so i can put that bad boy on my body and never take it off their clothes are thoughtfully crafted with a classic style and you are going to wear them over and over and over again plus they're committed to sustainability they even have a lifetime guarantee of quality so they'll replace or fix your clothes forever no matter what Uh, That is insane. So your clothes can last as long as your favorite summertime memories. So right now, Faraday is giving This Might Get Weird listeners 20% off. Let me just say that again. 20% off. So head to FaradayBrand.com slash TMGW and use the code TMGW at checkout to get this deal. That's code TMGW at Faraday. F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash TMGW for 20% off. FaradayBrand.com slash TMGW. You're going to have 20% off, but once you put the clothes on, you're never going to want to take them off. I saw this right before I came over and I thought you'd like this. Okay. This is from The New Yorker. Six things millennials have in common with Dr. Fraser Crane. (gasps) Okay. Wow. So they have, and they they go, number five is uh, really depressing. Oh, no. And they just like keep hinting at number five throughout this whole article. But I think you'd find this interesting. Number one, uh, millennials and Fraser Crane, he was a foodie. Oh, absolutely. He loved a vintage sherry. Yeah. He was very into sherry. Yeah, he was. Uh, he loved top-notch cuisine from Seattle's premier fictional dining restaurant, Shay Henry. Shay Henry, the house of Henry. Duh. Shay uh, Henry. Number two, they I have a common, he liked drinking. 
Yeah, he did. So, like I said, he loved a good sherry. Yeah, he loved craft cocktails, and ha- oh, yeah, he preferred sherry over the hoppy ales and craft cocktails. Do you remember when Fraserine, uh, the second Fraserine, when we went to Vegas? I told you like we met this crazy lady, and she just became our plus one at Benihana. <laughs> yeah, and then she gifted us socks. When she left, we all realized her name was Sherry, and we were like, Oh, oh my God, it's a sign. The universe. <laughs> Uh, he preferred number three. He preferred urban living, so he liked oh. to live in bigger cities. Oh, that's a millennial. Oh. That's a millennial thing, okay, apparently. Even though we uh, can't really afford his lifestyle. I know. I was gonna say this might just be people in their thirties and yeah. early forties thing. Uh, he was a serial dater. He really was. Yeah, he didn't have access to Tinder, Bumble, or Bumble, but he, like uh, many millennials, loved to play the field. Look for a man with a skullet. He really got a lot of poon. Yeah, it says, in fact, he was, he dated more than 20, what? More than 60 women over the course of his, quote, lifetime and was married twice. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Seinfeld dated a lot, too. Like, they they were really into men who aren't attractive, just pulling babes left and right on NBC Must See TV. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, Number five. He was our age. No. How yeah. old is he? Well, he, when he started <clears throat> um, no. on no. Cheers, he was in his early 30s. Okay. So then by the time he was um, Frasier, he was like. He was barely into his 40s okay. when he had the self-titled spinoff first aired. Wow. Um, Kelsey Grammer was only 38 when it first aired. Wow. wow Wait, wow. Kelsey Grammer is Frasier. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer was oh. 38 when Frasier... Oh, my God. So Frasier was supposed to be mm-hmm. early 40s. Kelsey Grammer <gasps> yeah. was only my age. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Wow. And the last thing, he lived with his dad, which I guess is happening to a I lot guess of millennials. a lot of people are living with their parents. Yeah. Okay. Well, to be fair, he took care of his father. Yes, he did. Who was a widow. Yeah. And they had a, lots of arguments about that recliner. <laughs> yeah, that recliner was iconic. So his dad <laughs> lived with him. Hello. There you go. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. Here's another thing depressing about age. Yeah. Did you see that um, Young Gravy took Addison Ray's mom to the VMAs? Okay, today's the day I learned what Young Gravy oh, was. Oh, I love Young Gravy. I've been I've been a Young Gravy. See, Chip showed me Young Gravy like two years ago or name. something when he was like very not popular and uh and i always loved his music because it's just so stupid and i was like who is this deep voiced fucking white kid from like wisconsin yeah who's like i'll have to check it who out who has now. the best beats oh i'll play you some please i mean the name is hilarious it's so i'm a fan of that but yeah i saw um addison rose tiktok mm-hmm. tiktok celeb but anyway her mom her like, mom went as a his date well okay here's the thing young gravy's whole vibe on music uh-huh. is he always talks about like wanting he like dates older women okay like that's his i mean he's so he's put it out there yeah or it's a joke just being like i tell your mama to call me when you're the, you know like he's how says, old is he yeah, he's i don't know like 20s? mid-20s or okay. something okay but so it's kind of like part of his he he leans into the milf like okay. I'm, I'll, I'll love your mom because your dad couldn't do it kind of thing, right? Dang, yeah. And so he started. I don't know if he started hitting on Addison Ray's mom or whatever because she's got like two of those parents, like very Lindsay Lohan, where like yeah. they're divorcing and also trying to be like and they're tweeting out famous their family daughter. stuff. Yeah. It's ridiculous, <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. But so anyway, I saw that she went to the VNAs, VMAs with him. Um, the VNA, the VNAs. Um, 
I'm assuming it's like a fun publicity stunt, right? But yeah. I was like, oh, she looks great for being an older lady. And she looks very like um, Lisa Marie Presley, I feel like. Okay. Um, I was just like, oh. And like in the interviews, you'd be like, yeah, milf, the hottest milf, whatever. <laughs> and then I looked, she's 42. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. That's oh, so no. Much older. Than us. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Addison Ray? I don't know, 22, 23. Okay. But anyway, I was just like, wow, she uh, she looks great for a, a, a so much older knows, lady. And so I was like, that's three years older than me. Of course she knows how to use Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So at least there's hope for us yet, considering Leonardo DiCaprio dumped his 25-year-old girlfriend this week because he doesn't let them get older than 25. <laughs> see something there's like a bar that. chart yes. showing how he dumps everyone before they reach 25 oh that's so crazy anyway so insane yeah. um uh, did you watch any of the vmas i did not i you know i'll look to see what the red carpet is no, i'm not like watching it real time i'll yeah. be on twitter and see stuff and then i posted the pic of us when we went to the vmas yeah i was like oh what a throwback throwback because that's the only time i've been and uh we didn't even stay the whole time no <laughs> I don't think a lot of people stay the whole time. Um, but no, I, I look to see what the fashion was, but I don't need to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I had no interest. I didn't even know what was happening. Um, but Taylor Swift's got a new album. Thirteen somethings. Midnights or something. Thirteen Midnights. It's all about... She wrote these songs during sleepless nights. Thirteen sleepless nights. I at couldn't sleep last night. If I, because if I, I was farting because right. I made a really good soup. <laughs> if I had a song for every sleepless night I'd have, I'd right. have like 10,000 songs right every now. Every song would be available. like, beans, how are you so warm? <laughs> yeah. I'm burning uh, up. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh my God, we're all going to die and life is scary <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this yeah, is yeah. scary. Do, 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 Death do. is unavoidable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's think about this from 2 to 5 a.m. Here's a memory from 2011 that I hadn't. Uh, let myself forget is terrible I have a question yeah do we know the vibe of the album yet because I did not get down with her like I'm a little folklore fairy during quarantine yeah. I want it to be like fuck you you broke my heart yeah let's I go in I want it to be like you know Beyonce's got this dance album oh, again oh it's so good and I just want Taylor Swift to get out of the moody blues kind of like field and yes. coffee shop vibe and yes. like get us back to dancing again. Dare I say, I think Taylor Swift needs to shake it off. She needs to shake she it needs off. She needs to shake it off <laughs> and bring us some fun times because uh, I couldn't get down with just like every single song as being like the scarf. <laughs> 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 I guess every single song it was raining or something and like something uh, was lost or gone forever you but know, not was really lost and, and gone my streams because I did not listen to that once yeah I, I, I think I went through once just for posterity and then really didn't go back for to double dip in anything but I did see um that there's going to be a Taylor Swift songwriting course at the University of Texas at Austin. What? Yeah, it's called the Taylor Swift Songbook. Okay. Um, and I think a version of this had happened at NYU. 
Um, and it's basically the course will use the songwriting of pop music icon Taylor Swift to introduce literary critical reading and research methods, basic skills for work in English literature and other humanities disciplines, according to the website of the, the college. I understood half of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're basically like reading her lyrics, uh, lyrics alongside Chaucer, Shakespeare oh. and other artists. But I think they're reading them like comparatively and contrastly. I don't know. Um, I, oh, like how her she might borrow from exist or how like stories bleed over to modern storytelling, which is songs. Yeah, I'm it, not high. I'm not even high. It's, I couldn't tell you other than what this uh, very brief article explains about it. But mm. the if you take this class called the Taylor Swift Songbook, you're going to learn about uh by the end of your studies, all of these incredible artists, Chaucer, Shakespeare, Coleridge, Keats, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, like, no offense to Taylor Swift. And don't come for me, Swifties, because I've, I've been to her shows. I enjoy the Taylor Swift. But two things. One. Oh, this is interesting. I was come reading on more now. of the description. And two. You know they're just going to wait for her to show up at the finals or something like that as a publicity oh, stunt. Know. If you were taking a, but I feel like you're taking a course on Taylor Swift, you would expect Taylor Swift to show up at some point. Well, I guess this is following in the footsteps of NYU, which um, offered a course on Swift as a music entrepreneur and the various pop and country songwriters that help shape her work. OK, um, but yeah, I don't put it past her, especially if she's promoting a new album. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sorry, my my marketing brain just went on and says she's got to show up. She's got to show up at midnight for the class. Yeah, you <laughs> and she's got to do Larry. a listening party with this class. You literally <laughs> mentioned Larry David a moment ago, and then all of a sudden you make it. I, Are you was, kidding? You listened in real time to a light bulb turning on. <laughs> if you're watching this, rewind and zoom in. I saw everything happen. Gears shifted quickly. Uh, oh, speaking of light bulbs. Yeah. I, again, in my weird anxiety ridden Monday, mm -hmm. I was truly like, I can't do anything. Yeah. I need to get inspired. This is depressing. So I was like, I'm going to just walk around Home Depot and <laughs> see if there's anything that inspires me to, to make something. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I get in those modes. That's and, where I've been the last two weeks. <laughs> and I got like one of those lamp kits. Mm -hmm. Oh, to make your own lamp? To make, so, I mean, because, okay, I've been fed an ad on Instagram that's like, it, it's a lamp kit and it comes with clay and it shows you how to like, oh, interesting. like sculpt something and how to like leave the hole for like the, to assemble the lamp. But yeah. I was like, that shit's like $90. Are you kidding me? Oh, damn. So I went to Home Depot and it was $13 for the lamp kit. Cool. You go buy like 10 bucks worth of clay and yeah. then I already have like paint and stuff. So a light bulb. There's a light bulb. This is a, um, one of the challenges on the Great Pottery Throwdown. This is has it? Been. Yeah. Would have been some cool ones because I'm kind of I got the supplies and then I was stumped on what to do. I forget exactly how it went down. I think they had to hang it on the wall. So oh, I had to be able to sconce. Yeah. And then the, the actual like wiring had to work. Um, but I forget what they made. They should have a challenge on GBBO mm -hmm. that's to make scones that look like sconces and on the Great Pottery Throwdown to make sconces that look like scones. 
Oh my god! And then yeah, and then uh, you have to bite into all of them to see <laughs> what happens. Is it scones? Oh, this has Ooh. been fun. This has been very fun. Hopefully, you know the hot dog popsicles yeah. come back into stock. I mean, I don't think he's itching to eat another one. But no, he knows he can't actually say out loud while he's on the clock that they were terrible. <laughs> he cannot say that. Now, do you think he's currently on the clock saying this girl just told me she loved me? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, uh, this got weird. 